Well, well, well. It's been a while, everybody. I think the last podcast was up in October. Uh, three months, four months since uh, everyone heard from me. And I'm sure everybody's curious as to what's been going on. And don't worry, I will update everyone as to why it's taking me so long to do another episode. I'm very excited to get back to this. I think uh, when I was doing it before, it definitely helped me really put some things in perspective. It was almost like a therapy session for me. And I really appreciate a lot of the people that I reached out in the few months after asking me when the next episode comes. I know I've put up a few things here and there and nothing's come to fruition. And I definitely have an explanation for all that. But it's been a lot of love out there. And I truly, truly appreciate it. I thank you for it. And I hope that moving forward, I'll be on a more regular schedule and I can help all the people that, you know, I've been reaching out to, you know, come together as a community and really achieve the mission of that first episode that I put out. You know, the the mission behind this has always been to have people come together, talk about a lot of the, the issues that we go through on a daily basis, you know, be able to feel like we're not alone, really. That's really what it's about. You know, there's, there's so many things going on that we'll talk about in a little bit around the world, close to us, and just things that we go through every single day that even previous generations didn't have to encounter that are very difficult to put in perspective. You know, and and my vision was always to make sure that people don't feel alone. Right? You're not the only one going through it. You're not the only one having these feelings, having these doubts. Uh, but I also want to be as positive as I can. I don't want to just harp on how we feel and how negative things are, because if we do that, then we'll always be kind of stuck in that bubble. You know, I don't like being in that bubble, that bubble where it seems like everything is going wrong and, and nothing is great for us. And it's, it's very easy to get into that mindset and, and get inside that bubble. And for me, you know, I feel like I've let a lot of people down not doing this, not being there for people. And, you know, sharing my perspective and making sure that people understand that they may not be the only ones that feel the way they feel. So I'm back. Uh, You know, it's a somber week. Obviously, you know, Kobe unfortunately passed away on Sunday. And uh, it's it's crazy because sometimes you don't realize the impact that certain people have on your life. Uh, And I'll tell you what I mean. When I was younger, uh, I was in the 90s when I was what 12 years old maybe 13 14 I was a huge Michael Jordan fan I mean I I didn't really like basketball right I liked the Knicks because I lived in New York and you know felt it was mandatory for me to like the Knicks I guess but uh I I wasn't like a giant fan of basketball I just thought it was cool I was always a real big baseball fan I played baseball I watched baseball like that was my thing you know what I mean that's what I liked but for whatever reason, I was really attached to Michael Jordan. Like, I loved his killer instinct. I I loved how you almost felt like the other team was defeated before they even took the court. I, f- I found that so intriguing that somebody could have that much power that they can just look at you and you can sense it was over. I, it's just awesome. And then, of course, obviously, he was just an amazing player overall. He was a great leader. Uh, he, when he got to the finals, he never lost. He won six championships. He was six and no when he was in the finals. He took down some monsters, you know, basketball players, some Hall of Famers. 
And it was just so impressive to me. You know, he took two years off because his father passed away and his father wanted him to play baseball. He took two years off to go play baseball in the minor leagues for his father's memory. Came back and the first year that he came back, won the championship again. It's, I mean, I, I just, I really admire that. And that hunger that he has and that drive that he has to be the best. You know, he was told when he was younger that he would never make it to the NBA, right? So there's just a lot of things that, that, that were very impressive when it came to Michael Jordan. And in a lot of ways, every, you know, everybody always compares the new hot stud in the NBA to Michael Jordan, right? LeBron, is he going to catch Michael Jordan? Uh, Kawhi now who has got two championships and seems to be on a roll now and a great team on the Clippers. Is he going to catch Michael Jordan? Uh, in my estimation, nobody will ever catch Michael Jordan because it's more than just the championships. It's something that when you saw, you just knew he was the greatest basketball player that ever lived. You're just watching it. You understood what you were seeing. But when you look at Kobe, right, bringing it back to Kobe, you know, he was never slotted to be that person. He was not drafted high. Let me, let me take a look here. When he was drafted... He was drafted 13th overall pick, which isn't bad. He was still drafted in the first round, but he wasn't like the number one pick, right? He wasn't coming out of high school and everybody was saying that he's going to be the next superstar like LeBron was, right? Like some of these other guys. And when he got to the NBA, you know, he had a bit of a chip in his shoulder, but he told everyone that he was going to be MJ. He was going to beat MJ, actually, that he was going to be the man and his skill set. You know, LeBron is a better basketball player physically and just um, his skill set is better. There's actually a lot of players that I feel are better than Kobe Bryant when it comes to skill set. But the closest person who had that mentality to Michael Jordan is Kobe Bryant, right? That's what that Mamba mentality is all about. It's that mentality that, you know, it's me and you and I'm going to look at you and I know I'm going to beat you and you know it too. Right? I know I'm going to hit that game-winning shot. I know that I'm going to take you down. No matter what kind of team you have, no matter what kind of team I have, it's going to go down. And a lot of the times that he did that, right? He didn't have great teams. He had really, really good teams. You know, Shaq in his prime, obviously, that was awesome. But he won three championships with Shaq in his prime. But if you look at it, you know, Kobe was the man. He was the dagger. You knew that if you got him the ball in that fourth quarter and you needed a shot, he was going to find a way to make it happen. You just knew it. And there's very, very few players that have lived on this earth that you could, like Derek Jeter was like that as well. Derek Jeter, maybe not the best player throughout the year, but you knew come playoffs and especially in the World Series, Derek Jeter is going to do something. Doesn't matter what he did all year, he's going to make it work. And Kobe Bryant was the same way. And Kobe Bryant did have a high skill set and was a high level of talent. And then you look at his career ending and he got an Oscar for a movie he produced. It was a cartoon movie. Uh, and he was, you know, hitting into like the next part of his life. You know, and you don't. sometimes you don't hear a lot about athletes after they retire or they just go on to be commentators, you know, kind of do the regular thing. But, you know, Kobe was trying to do something for athletes that I, I think a lot of people take for granted almost, you know, and, and we didn't know what we had uh, when he was around after his career. And, you know, I've been listening to a lot of people speak about him that knew him, you know, former players, agents, things like that. And a lot of people just talk about his drive, 
his his desire to be the best no matter what he does and you know and 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 it led to a lot of people almost you know really not liking him at, at the time when he was doing certain things but his mentality was just you know if i want to be the best i don't understand how you can't want to be the best right why aren't we trying a thousand percent and you got to respect that and i definitely do and you know, the reason why I'm back, if I'm being honest, is is because of that. I feel inspired by him. I feel like he has inspired me to want to live my dreams as best I can because you just don't know how much longer you have. You know, I it's it's important for us to to keep pushing. You know, it's not easy. Right? It's not easy taking the time out. Um, from whatever it is that you feel may be important to to do things like this, right? To take chances, right? Because I can't get the time back that I put into this podcast. You just can't. But at the same time, you know, it's something I really, really want to do. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I want to thank Kobe for giving me that inspiration, you know, and it's unfortunate that I had to get it in this way, but I know his memory will live on in a huge, huge way. And his daughter, you know, and all the people on that plane, unfortunately, you know, it's very unfortunate. And my heart and my my, my mind and, and everything goes out to them. And hopefully, you know, they will all be okay. But, you know, I hope that I can at least do something to, I don't want to say make him proud because he didn't know me, but to just kind of make up for all the things that I've been lacking the last few months and really push through and provide content that I feel is fruitful for everyone. So rest in peace Kobe you know thank you for all of the entertaining times that that I that we've had when we've seen you play and thank you for trying to leave a legacy that uh, other basketball players can maybe follow up in your footsteps and be proud of and uh yeah that, that's pretty much it you know transitioning to that and starting this over I think the last the last few months have been really really awesome and tough in a lot of different ways. The last time I was here in October, you know, doing the podcast, I really felt like I was starting to hit my stride. And I had some really good episodes with, you know, Nikki, Nikki being the highest rated uh, episode. Thank you, Nikki. Again, if you're listening, I appreciate you. Thank you so much because that episode was awesome. And I can't wait to do another one with you. I truly mean that. Uh, you're an awesome person and you're fantastic on the show. Uh, you know, that was one of the best episodes. And then I had um, another one where I reviewed, you know, my weight loss and things like that. So I, I feel like I was starting to get more comfortable in doing this. And but I felt like the numbers weren't coming as fast as I would have liked. But they weren't bad either. Right. I think it's just my expectations and what I, I ask of myself. And I also think that I don't feel like I was doing as good a job as I should have. Right. I, I, I really didn't put the work and the effort into it that I should have into the podcast. And I was very disappointed with myself. And I said, you know what? Let me take a break. Let me take a month off, two months off, come back in Thanksgiving, come back in Christmas. I'll have some really good episodes of my experiences in those times with my family and things like that. And it just never happened. And I would I would sit down and I would grab the laptop and I hit record and nothing would come out. And the more that happened, the more I didn't want to do this anymore. And I got really down. And I don't even think my fiance knows this. I, I was really down on me doing this because I didn't feel like I could. 
you know, I have an episode where I speak about my anxiety and depression and things like that. And in that time, the last three or four months, I've actually peaked. I feel like I've been in, in some of the best moods I've ever been in. I've been happier than I've ever been in in my entire life. You know, things are going really, really well. I hit a financial goal that I've been striving for for years that, you know, when when I achieved it, you know, t- tears came down my eyes, if I'm being honest, because it's something I've been working towards for a very long time. And for me to actually see that I, I, I did it and uh, I achieved it was, you know, it was it was definitely fulfilling for me. And so life has been good. You know, I'm engaged and we're planning a wedding and Christmas was amazing and the time with my family was fantastic and overall my 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 mind has been at ease and at peace and I've been happy but then when it came to the podcast I just couldn't do it I lost confidence I lost the energy I lost the ability almost it was it it, it was so difficult to explain and it was a lot of it is just self doubt and you know, anxiety can creep in in so many different ways and, and depression as well. And it's it's hard to identify sometimes. And that that's really what it was. I was anxious. I was I was depressed about where I was doing this. And I was anxious about doing it because I wasn't happy with my results and I wasn't happy with what I was achieving. But that when I took a step back and I thought about, you know, why I wasn't happy about what I was achieving, you know, um, it, it's twofold. I think one part is I wasn't preparing for the podcast as I should. Uh, I, I should have had some notes. I should have had some things that I wanted to talk about. I think there are times when I can just shoot the shit and talk if I have something to talk about. But if I don't, I, I need to treat this like I would treat anything else that's important to me. I need to have preparation. I need to take my time and really focus and hone in. Because that's that is what's fair to the audience, and so whatever I haven't achieved is because of that. And that, that part is my fault. But I think the other half is, you know, I lost my way a bit in what I wanted to do here. I I put too much pressure and expectations on results, and for me, that's not why I started this. I, I always said. That if one person listened to this podcast and they enjoyed it and it allowed them to, I don't know, take some relief for their day, maybe they learned something, they were entertained, you know, whatever you can get out of some of the episodes that I've had and it means something to you, then I'm a happy man, right? I, I, I don't do this for money. I don't do this for fame. I don't take the time out of my day to do this for any other reason than to really just have those one or two people that are listening, that feel good, that feel inspired, that laugh, that have fun, that really enjoy this. Because I know what it's like to have that for me. I know what it's like to throw on a podcast when maybe I'm not having my best day and start laughing my ass off and, you know, enjoy it and really have it get me through. You know, even if I'm I'm on my way to go do something and it might not be the most pleasant thing to do. But if I can have something to take my mind off of it and ease my mind, or if I'm getting home after a long day and I can listen to something to relax so that when I get home to my fiance, you know, and my family, that I can I can have the energy for them and be happy and be in a good mood. I know what that feels like. And I would love to provide that for people. And so when, when I started to make my goals so high and, and really 
not be happy with where I am versus accepting where I am and at least being uh, positive about the people that are listening, right? And, and not letting them down. Once I took that mindset, I said, I have to do this. I have to, I have to come back. And so I'm sure you've seen I have a new uh, logo for the company. The company is now going to be called D2. And I'm going to explain some of the things that we're doing. Um, the brand is changing, right? So it's still deciphered together, but it's going to, D2 is basically going to be the logo and the name of the company. And D2 is going to stand for, I mean, if you can guess it, deciphered together. And that's going to be the way it's going to go. Uh, I have shirts that I've created off of the logo, which actually came out really, really nice. Uh, I didn't think they would come out that nice, but they were really cool. Um, so I'll have shirts available. I'll have all kinds of things, you know, cups, mugs, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and when I put up the website, you will have a way to actually purchase them. Um, but yeah, so now I want to turn this into a brand. I, I don't just want this to be a podcast. I want when people see the letters D2, uh, that they know that means that they have people that are like them, right? That are going through it just like them, but that they're figuring it out. And it's a community and it's a community of understanding, of acceptance, of appreciation, of laughter, of fun, of whatever, right? That we're, to, we're in this together. That's really what it's about is that there's so many things going on right now. And it just hit 2020 and it's January and there's hurricanes and earthquakes and uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, World War Three, you know, you know, and people are, are kind of, you know, they're getting lost. And I think if we kind of calm everybody down and say, hey, it's going to be OK, there's a lot of awesome things that are happening, too. And let's kind of go through it together and let's talk about these things together and figure it out. I think we'll all be OK. You know, it's very difficult when you're shown only negativity and only crazy stuff and. You know, I think it's time that we all kind of take in some really positive things and some fun things. And you know what? When we got to have some tough conversations and talk about some difficult things like Kobe and things like that, then we talk about it and we address it, but we don't let it consume us. Right. That That's what I want to do with this is, is talk about life. Let's talk about anything and everything. You know, in, in the Nikki podcast, we spoke about, you know, legalizing drugs and and dating on the Internet and all that stuff is real. It's real everyday stuff. And it happens. And, you know, that's kind of what I want to do here. You know, I want when people see that product that they understand that it's all of us kind of going through it and figuring it out. And the best part about it is with this company, what I want to do is whatever profits we make are going to go strictly to building the brand. Right. So getting better equipment, eventually getting a studio, um, buying more products for people to purchase. And the most awesome thing about it is 20% of profit throughout the year is going to go to charity. Now, uh, I'm sure you're wondering, you know, what charity or how can you confirm that, right? Um, I think I'm gonna be truly transparent about how much the company has made throughout the year that strictly went to the brand D2. And at the end of the year, we'll have a vote um, and whatever charity wins is the charity that will donate. And we'll do that every single year. And uh, along with that, we've launched a Patreon page. So if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a website where you can put your product or your service on there or, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to write a book, if you're doing what I'm doing, which is a podcast and a YouTube show and all these things, you can put your, your business up there and people can contribute financially to your business. Right. So it's pretty cool. 
if they want to help build your business um, and be a part of it in some way, then they can do that. So if you go to patreon.com slash decipher together and the together is with a two, right? So patreon.com slash decipher together, you can also contribute to the company, right? And like I said, all proceeds that go to the company will go to building the company and not throughout the podcast, throughout the shows, I will update people as to where we are and what we're adding to the company. And 20% at the end of the year, 20% of all proceeds will go to charity. I think this is very big. It's something that uh, I thought about, you know, I don't just want to get better equipment and build a product and and not help uh, beyond just the conversation. I want to actually provide some assistance to people. And the the best thing that I want to do is uh, I will announce a goal that I want to hit. And if we hit that goal, then I will up the 20% to 30% at the end of the year. So uh, I think that I really want to uh, achieve those goals. I want to help as many people as I can. And I feel like that's the best way that I can do so. I'm also excited of, you know, having a brand that is not only about making money, because uh, like I said, that's not the only thing that's ever meant anything to me. I want to be able to contribute to society in a way that's positive and supportive. And so I think that's the best way to do it. So again, patreon.com slash decipher together with the number two. There are three different tiers that you can contribute. Okay. So there's a $2 tier and that $2 tier will make your producer on one of the shows for the entire month. Right. So you'll be a producer and I'll give you producer credit and I'll shout you out. I'll shout out your Instagram, your email, whatever it is that you want me to shout out. I'll shout it out. If it's just your name, that's fine as well. And for $2 a month, you can be a Patreon producer. For $10 a month, you will get the producer credit. You will still get the shout out. And then you'll be able to ask one topic on the show. All right? Again, either show. We will be launching a YouTube show and I'll get to that in a second. So for $10... You will get the producer credit, you'll get the shout out, and you'll be able to introduce one topic that will be discussed thoroughly throughout the show, right? So it won't just be something in passing, it'll be discussed thoroughly. Now the third one is a little bit higher, but you're gonna get a lot for it, okay? So for $45, and this is per month, for $45, you get the producer credit, you get the media shout out, right? Across all the platforms, you're gonna get every single show, you're gonna get shouted out, um, whatever it is that you want, your name, your Instagram, whatever it is that you would like. You get to have one topic chosen and one item of your choice. So you're gonna get a mug, you're gonna get a poster, you're gonna get a shirt, you're gonna get a water bottle, a drawstring book bag, whatever it is that you choose to get with our logo on it. And I'll have it sent to you. But here's the best part. Not only will you have your topic, but you'll be on the show. So for $45, you get the producer credit. You'll get the shout out across all the platforms for the 30 days. You'll get a product of your choice, which is a mug, poster, shirt, water bottle, drawstring, book bag with our logo on it. And you will call in and you'll be on the show to discuss your chosen topic. I think that's a pretty good deal. Um, Again, if you never want to spend a dollar on the show, I truly understand. It's not what I'm looking for. But if you want to help, if you want to help us grow, if you want to help D2 actually become a brand that can help and support, this is the way to do it. Uh, 
if you can't spend a dollar, and listen, I understand. Uh, it, it's a little weird for me to be asking money for, for money too, but it's a part of business, right? But if you can't share a dollar, I ask that you share the podcast, that you show the podcast to your friends and your family members, um, that you spread the brand name, right? Uh, when we launched the website, that if you can purchase a product or two, that'd be awesome as well. Uh, any way that you can support, right? I don't, I don't necessarily need the money, uh, but I would love for you to share it across the platforms and discuss it with people. If you really like, it, right? If you really are into the podcast and you feel like your friends or family can benefit from hearing me out for an hour or so, you know, every so often, then I would really, truly, wholeheartedly appreciate that. So thank you. So yeah, uh, YouTube show. We will be launching a YouTube show. When that first episode airs, I'm not exactly sure because there are a lot of logistics that go into a YouTube show, right? It's not just, uh, you know, turning on the camera and boom, uh, you know, I want to make sure I get it done in a certain area in the house where it's comfortable, where it's easy, where it looks good. Um, I will be putting up some podcast episodes on there. So if you don't like to listen on any of these podcast services, you will be able to uh, hear it on YouTube as well. I know I have YouTube um, premium. So it's, I listen to some podcasts on YouTube premium versus the traditional podcast uh, formats. So if that's easier for you, they will be on there as well. Um, Patreon subscribers, right? They will get the episodes first. I will load all new episodes through Patreon first. If you want to know when the episodes will load, follow Decipher Together, Decipher with the number two, Together, on Instagram. That's where I will announce all new episodes and on Patreon. So you can follow the Patreon page without having to um, add, uh, without having to fund us. Okay, so you don't have to purchase one of those tiers in order to follow us on Patreon.com. So if you follow us on Patreon.com or if you follow us on YouTube or if you follow us on Instagram, then you will know when the episodes launch, but they will launch on Patreon first, and then they will join the other podcast services in YouTube. I think it's only fair that if you pay, uh, you get the episodes first. So that's another incentive. Uh, even if you start at that $2 level, you will hear the, the episodes before everybody else. So uh, I think that's only fair, right? Um, but the YouTube show will be a bit different. Uh, I will have some, again, some podcast clips put up there. Uh, but it's going to be different. It's going to be short form, 10, maybe 15 minutes, and it's going to be specific topics, right? Things that are happening that I want to get out right away that I feel um, I need to address. And then this podcast will be more of like this, you know, a conversation about a lot of different things, maybe some personal stories, some personal antidotes, uh, some guests, right? We're, gonna, we're definitely going to have some guests this year that I'm planning on. So this will be more of a just conversational thing, hanging out, talking to everybody. And the YouTube show will be something strategic and specific uh, to discuss. Uh, that will probably launch mid-February, but I don't have the exact date just yet. So please stay tuned to that. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, I'm very excited to see where this year goes. Uh, I'm ready to get it going. Uh, you know, I'm back in that mode. I'm back to really push this to a whole nother level. And uh, regardless of any contributions people have, I definitely want to thank all the support that I've had. You know, uh, Felix, I don't know if you're listening, man, but thank you for your support. You've been awesome. Melanie, you as well. You've been very encouraging. Nicole, you know, can't wait to get you on the show. I'm going to keep saying it until I get you on the show. But your episode was awesome. And you've also been very encouraging. So I appreciate you 
very, very much. And everybody else that has also reached out here and there. Um, it's been incredible and it's been awesome and I truly appreciate it. And I just hope that, you know, I can have your help to help us grow and help push the brand to a whole nother level. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I always hate those awkward cuts. You know what it is? I use an app that it only records about 29 minutes. And so when I get to that 27, 28 minute mark, I have to kind of wrap it up. So I'm still getting used to that cutoff point. So it's always a little awkward when I have to cut off. So I apologize for that. Don't worry. I'll get better at it. Uh, so if I look back at the last couple minutes or so, it's definitely two people I forgot to thank. And one of them, if I don't thank them, when they get home, they're gonna be very upset. Uh, I wanna thank my fiance, Jessica. She's been super supportive throughout this whole process. You know, she's been the one to be pushing me to do this the most. She's been telling me, you know, when you're gonna do your next episode, when you're gonna do your next episode. She listens to every single one, even though I know each topic maybe isn't what she's into, but she's definitely been the one to push me every step of the way. So I, a big thank to her for her support. She's helped me with the logo and the branding and she was just so supportive about it all. So it's also a big reason why I'm back. And I also wanna thank my mom. She's probably my number one fan. And I know she's gonna listen to this as soon as it airs, which I appreciate. But she's also super supportive uh, about me doing this. And she's always been supportive about everything that I do. So I just wanna tell her that I love her. And I love you, Jess. And thank you for, for being there for me. Hopefully I can make you both proud and make you proud of, you know, me doing this and, and achieve the goals that I want to achieve. So thank you. All right, enough of that sappy stuff. So topic. So after all these months, what would I want to talk about? You know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about tattoos. Uh, yeah, tattoos. I've got quite a few. I wish I had more, and I'm going to get more, and I'll discuss my next tattoo, I guess, as well. But I want to talk about tattoos because I love them. I love tattoos. I I love the expression of tattoos. You know, my tattoos are a bit different because, you know, I kind of just get them. Some of them spur in the moment, and I get them in places where they're visible. Like, I don't have any tattoos that you can't see easily. Uh, even when I was younger, I felt like, what's the whole point of getting a tattoo if, if people can't see it? I know eventually I'll get the tattoos, you know, on my back and on my chest and stuff like that, that uh, people can't see just because I have some visions for what I want to get for those areas. But I always wanted to get them like on my arms and my neck. And I mean, I think I tattoo my face if people wouldn't stare at me crazily. And I know that's more accepted nowadays, but it's just not my thing. There's, there's a lot of business things that I want to do. And I don't know if you could take somebody seriously that has tattoos on their face, but I don't know. You never know. Maybe I will one day just because. Uh, I'm also a big believer in be yourself and do what you want, and the world will have to figure it out around you. Uh, just certain situations, that's not realistic. But anyway, but yeah, I love tattoos. I love the expression of it. I love, I, I respect people that can actually do them because I'm not an artist at all. I, I feel like I can write really well and I speak pretty well, uh, but I can't, I can't draw. I can't color. Uh, I'm not artistic in that way. 
I'm more verbally artistic, if anything. I can tell a really good story, I think. But when it comes to actual art, I don't have that bone in me. I just don't. Uh, you know, I've done projects with other people, like art projects and things like that. And mine is easily always the worst. Like it's not even, it's not even close. It's bad. And, but I don't feel any type of way about it. You know, it's just me. I'm just, I don't have that bone in me. I still try the best I can, but it's just, it's always funny to me how mine's is clearly the worst out of everybody else. It's, I mean, it's not even close. I always find that really, really funny, but uh, yeah, the fact that people can kind of draw these things and then and draw them and put them on your body and and they come out amazing for most of the time and and it's like it's and it stays there forever and it's it's a representation of some of the things that you maybe felt at the time or just the art that you like or it's just you and, it, and it's part of you forever. I, I think that's really deep and I think that's a really deep process. Uh, maybe I'm overthinking it, but you know, it's just me. I, I just love that, you know, and it's funny because ever since I was younger, I was always afraid of needles. I used to go to the doctor and when I would go to the doctor and they would take my blood out, I'd throw up and I'd be upset. It was just, it was nasty to me. Still, still to this day, I don't like the sight of blood. Uh, it really makes me sick. I just, I just don't. There's something about it I don't like. Uh, but I can handle it a little bit better than I when I was younger. But when I was younger, man, it was bad. It was screaming or just throwing up, and it was a disaster. So I'm still not a fan of needles. I'm, I don't like to be poked or pricked or blood taken out. I'm just I'm not a fan of it. It doesn't feel good to me. It you know makes me sick. But I just handle it better because I'm an adult now, right? So we just kind of sometimes you get older, you, you kind of understand it has to be done and you deal with it. So and I and I just I don't like needles. Uh, I don't at all, but for me, I'm willing to go through and get past that feeling to get that ink on my body. You know, I've spoken to people who have tattoos and they tell me that they actually enjoy the process of getting a tattoo, that they like, the, they even like the pain of the tattoo. Uh, some people have that masochist feeling of what that pain that they go through when they're getting a tattoo, it feels good to them. It's, it's euphoric in a way but I not me not this guy I don't like the actual process of getting a tattoo uh, I don't like time consuming I don't like if there is pain I don't like the pain that I feel I hate almost the actual process of getting a tattoo but what I love is when it's done and when it's done well and when I get a tattoo and I look at it and I go that's exactly what I wanted that feeling, that feeling, even though it's just almost an instant sometimes, right? Because it's fainting. It feels so good to me. It feels so good to look at my body and have these memories of these tattoos and when I got them. And we'll go through that in a little bit. And what I have and why I got it. And uh, I don't know. It feels really good to me. I feel almost like accomplished, even though I didn't do anything but lay there. It's just, I don't know. It really means something to me. And I love looking back at them and, and, and going through the memories of, of what I was going through at the time and why I decided to get that certain tattoo and, and what it means to me. It, it, it really, it really just at its core, I, I just love that. I, I love having those memories on my body. That's how I look at it. I have memories on my body that I'll never forget. And it's just, yeah, I really love that feeling. So the first, 
Let me kind of roll up my sleeves because that's really where they are. I have, let's go through this real quick. Give me a second here while I roll this bad boy up. It's a little chilly in my place, so I don't know if I want to keep them rolled up for long, but I have in total one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight tattoos. I have four on my right uh, forearm. And I have two on my left forearm, and I have two on my neck, on the back of my neck. So the very first tattoo I got, all right, bear with me, everybody. There's a story behind this, okay? And the very first tattoo I got, it says Diablo in old English letters on the inside of my right forearm. I got this tattoo when I turned 18 years old. Uh, Diablo, if you don't know, in Spanish means the devil. No, that does not mean I am the devil. Although some people might say, might, might disagree, but it doesn't mean I am particularly the devil. But the reason I got this tattoo is, so I've never been an uh, overly religious person. Uh, you know, I'm more of the, I don't really know what's out there. I'm not saying I don't believe in God. I'm not saying I do. I think... I just, I'm okay with not knowing and I'm okay with just kind of just living life without worshiping anything. Uh, that's just me, right? I, I support whatever it is that you want to do up to you, live your life, you know, kind of thing. I really don't judge that. But for me specifically, I just, I'm okay with not knowing and I don't really care to, if I'm being honest, whatever happens at the end happens. Uh, but because of that, and I've always been a little vocal about it because that's just who I am when I was younger. The people that I hang out with gave me the nickname Diablo. You know, when you're young, you're hanging out in a crew, group of people, everybody has nicknames or whatever. And that was my nickname. And at the time, I, I was very close to these friends. You know, we'd hang out every single day, every single weekend. I mean, this was like almost a mini family to me. I really cared about them. And, you know, the name that they gave me as, as, uh, as, as some people might take offense to it, right? They might take offense to the name or, you know, they might think it's a really bad one. I don't take it verbatim for what it says, right? I don't have on my arm, the devil, and, you know, feel like I worship the devil. No, it's not about that. For me, when I look at that tattoo, it reminds me of a simpler time, right? A simpler time of having a group of friends that almost feels like family, that you're really connected to, that you're really close to, and, you know, those feelings always feel well, you know, unfortunately things that are work out and, you know, friends get left behind as you grow. But that doesn't mean that in that point in time, that in that space, it didn't mean something. And it meant something to me and it still does. And I learned lessons from it. And so that tattoo, yeah, it really, it really means a lot to me. And that was my first one. And it's pretty big too. And it came out really well. It's been now, Holy shit, uh, it's gonna be, let me see, 17 years since I've had this tattoo? Wow, that's kind of nuts. No, that doesn't sound right. Let me rethink this, guys. My math is not great. Uh, no, 15 years, there we go. I'm losing it. Uh, 15 years since I've had this tattoo, and um, yeah, it's, uh, it means a lot to me, and it still looks pretty good for having it so long, it does. You know, the ink is a tad faded. It's not as dark as it used to be, but it's really nice. And I like it. And I love the old English writing. So, yeah, that's, that was my first one. Um, my second tattoo, 
was actually on my left arm on the outside of my forearm. And this one is the one tattoo that I actually regret. Uh, and not because of what it is. I regret because of what it's become after the years. So I had this idea of having like a claw mark on my body. And in that claw mark, that my skin opened up and instead of blood, it was the Puerto Rican flag. I'm Puerto Rican, 100%. I was born on the island in Orocobis and I came here when I was three. Became a New Yorican as they're called and so is that and I'm here now. But I've always been really, really proud of my heritage. You know, uh, I love being Puerto Rican for a lot of different reasons, but you know. So I thought, I thought it was the coolest shit in the world. I, I thought it would be the, the coolest tattoo ever, right? So went to the tattoo shop that one of my uncles pointed me towards. Uh, that was my first mistake, shouldn't have trusted him. But anyway, should have just done it with the first guy. But I went to his shop and uh, they did the tattoo. Took a while, but they gave me a really good deal. And you know, I, I don't have pictures of it anymore, which I think really upsets me more because then I could show people how it looked. Because when I first got the tattoo, it was bright and colorful and beautiful like i was stoked that it came out as good as it did literally a month later the ink faded still looked decent but it was nothing like when i first got it a year later it was like i had a blotch on my arm and it's never looked right ever since it's really ugly and i hate it uh but you know lesson learned um you know, go to the people that you trust, go to the people that you know. You know, I was listening to my uncle and he said he was gonna hook me up and kind of didn't work out that way. And I, I really hate it to this day. And I've had this, I got this tattoo about a year or two after I got the Diablo one. I didn't wait that long. Um, and you know, when I first got it, I was so excited. And they, they even took a picture of it in their tattoo shop and put it on their wall. Like that's how it looked that first day. And it just through time faded and I never did anything to it, right? I didn't go swimming in a, in a pool and the chlorine killed it. No, it was, it was nothing like that. They either choose really cheap ink or whatever it is. Like maybe their equipment sucked. I don't know. I'm not an artist, but um, yeah, that, that's the one tattoo that's really pissed me off. But I'm actually going to cover that and I have what I'm going to cover it with and we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, uh, that tattoo really meant a lot to me when I first got it. It still does. You know, because I know the idea that I had was a really good one. And uh, like I said, I, I love my culture and where I come from. But now it's just, I just despise the actual tattoo because I just don't like the way it looks. So, yeah. But anyway, so the next tattoo that I got was the Gemini symbol on my right forearm on the bottom part, uh, right above the wrist. And it, but it's a bit different. It's like, uh, uh, I don't know what you would call what you would call it specifically, but think about like the Roman Colosseum and how those pillars look. And now pretend that those pillars are in the shape of the Gemini symbol. That's what I have. Uh, I love this tattoo. Um, I love the way it looks. It's unique. I've seen a lot of people have the Gemini symbol, but not like how I have it. Um, it has like uh, sharp ends on the end of it, so it looks kind of badass too. I don't know. I love this tattoo. Uh, the only thing I don't like is that I wish maybe I'll put some color in it or something, but beyond that, like, this is one of my favorite tattoos. I got this in Atlantic City a uh, long time ago. I honestly don't remember, but I went to Atlantic City and got really, really drunk and got this tattoo. 
uh, but it's something that I've always wanted. Uh, I, I think I'm a quintessential Gemini. Uh, a lot of people confuse Gemini with being two-faced. Uh, that's not really what it's about. I think when it comes to Gemini, it's, you know, we're able to switch our feelings and emotions on the drop of a dime. You know, I can go from being super duper happy to kind of sad in like a second. Uh, and it's, it's instant almost. And I can go from like loving you to death to not really caring about you just as fast. Uh, you know, it's sad or sucks sometimes, but it's true. And I've experienced that actually. And I know a lot of Gemini's who have actually agreed with that kind of mindset. And, you know, and I've also uh, seen the other side of Gemini's where they say that we're caring and we're thoughtful and um, we are loyal, right? As long as you're loyal to us, we're actually really loyal. So uh, I, I share the positive qualities of a Gemini, but I definitely have seen me uh, have those attributes that can be a little bit negative of a Gemini. So uh, I knew like that was my sign. That was my symbol. It was 100% correct. Uh, I've read so many different things about Geminis and I'm just like, damn, I'm a Gemini. Like it's nuts. Uh, but I, lo I love I love this tattoo. So it's really, really cool. Uh, second tattoo after that. I have to think, yep, it's this one. Okay, so it's, uh, you know, time flies, I'm getting old. Uh, the second tattoo I got was actually in Houston, Texas. I wasn't drunk for this one, or was I? No, I wasn't drunk for this one. I was drinking, but I wasn't drunk. I went to Houston, Texas on a business trip, and I had a blast. It was so awesome. It was actually, no, it was actually Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. I have been to Houston, but it was Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and I have never been to Texas. And oh my God, it was a blast. We went to Dallas, Fort Worth and we went to so many like historical sites and just that area was so clean and cool. So the first place we went to was uh, where John F. Kennedy got shot. Uh, John F. Kennedy was uh, a former president and he's actually, you know, if, if you hear him speak and some of the things that he was trying to accomplish when he was president was so progressive and he was so well-spoken and so such a visionary that I respect him so much. So, you know, he, he unfortunately was assassinated in Dallas uh, when he was in a, in a parade. Uh, so, yeah, so we went to that. Uh, so that was pretty impactful for me to actually stand where he unfortunately was assassinated. It was just it was pretty it was pretty deep. And then we went to uh, the Fort Worth area of Texas, and it's like an old cowboy place. Like people walking around with like cowboy boots and cowboy hats, and and they had like dirt roads. It was it was trippy, but it was really cool. And we went to a tattoo shop that used to be the bank where Bonnie and Clyde robbed. So I was like, you know, I gotta get a tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in that kind of a situation, I have to get a tattoo that used to be the bank where Bonnie and Clyde robbed once. Like, come on. Like, how can you not want that story? So yeah, I did that and, and they were actually really nice and they gave me a good deal too. Um, and that's actually bullhorns. So it's, it's uh, well, longhorns, I guess you can say it, but in Texas, they have the Texas longhorns. So this is specifically what that is. It's the longhorn symbol on my arm. You know, it was cheap, so it's not the best looking thing, but you know what it is when you see it. And uh, I got I want to fill in the insides eventually because I just have like the outside part. I don't have the nose and the eyes or anything like that. But I love it because uh, I had a really good time on that trip. I had one of my best friends with me. I had my business partners. 
Um, and that's really when I first started like traveling outside of New York and really kind of spreading my wings and, and seeing different states and, and different places. And I was just blown away by how, how different, you know, Texas is. It's, it's in the U.S., but it was just so different. The people were really kind. Area was clean. Um, it was so cool. It was such a dope trip. Uh, that's when I really started to say, like, I got to go travel out, you know. So that was awesome. Um, so then my next tattoo was is on the left side on the inside of my forearm. And it's the... I can't believe I forgot the name of it. Uh, Dreamcatcher. There we go. Dreamcatcher. It's a Dreamcatcher on the left side. Uh, this is when I went to Vegas. I went to Las Vegas. And again, a lot of these tattoos unfortunately happen when I've been drinking. But I, I'd been drinking on this trip. And Vegas was also such an amazing, amazing trip. So... I got the dream catcher specifically because it's almost like I didn't want my dreams to end. And I was I was living a life that like I had always dreamed of. And I just the, the symbol on this is to always remember to like follow your dreams. And, you know, sometimes even to this day, I forget. And I know we spoke about that a little bit earlier in the podcast. And, and to this day, I forget to follow those dreams as, as hard as I can. But we were in Vegas and I stood at the Venetian Hotel. And if if you ever go to Vegas and you get the chance to afford the Venetian Hotel, do it. It's got a gondola inside of the hotel. If you don't know what a gondola is, they're found in Italy. And it's basically water that extends all the way through the hotel, all the way on the inside, all around. It's a huge hotel. And you can get on this gondola and it's like a little boat. And then they just take you around the hotel. It's just, it's it was beautiful. The room was insane. It was such a wonderful trip and it was Vegas, so it was popping and it was live and we went out drinking and, you know, we did some business things out there as well, which was awesome. But I mean, it was just, it was Vegas. You know, if you've been to Vegas, you know what I'm saying. And then uh, what the, the, the addition to that was that my parents and my brother met me like two or three days after I had already been there, right? So I got to hang out with my peoples and my friends. And then I also got to hang out with my friend, I mean, my family. All right. So it was just one of those trips that was just like, wow, like I got a little bit of everything, you know, um, and Vegas is awesome uh, to go. And it's it's an insane town, but it's a lot of fun. So that 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 was really like the point in my life where I was like, wow, like you're, you're really like living some some really good dreams here. And, you know, don't forget them. Keep them close to you. Catch them all. Right. Like Pokemon, catch them all. And that's that's what that always try, uh, reminds me. So cool. My next tattoo is on the right side of my forearm and so I have the Gemini symbol then I have the longhorn on top of the Gemini symbol and then on top of that they're not really big but you can see them but they're not big um, and then on top of that I have a beer and wine glass slapping each other and then some bubbles popping out of it so for this tattoo I was really really drunk and there's a funny story behind this one so uh, this was one of the first trips I took with my current fiance. We went to Atlantic City and we were staying at Bally's Hotel and Bally's, unfortunately, their water shut down. Yeah, kind of kind of gross, I know. So, and it was for, I think it was for my birthday. I'm pretty sure it's the same trip because we've been there quite a few times after. And we got hammered. So we couldn't take a shower. So we said, fuck it. We put on some clothes and said, let's just get hammered and forget about the fact that we stink. So we went to Wet Willie's, 
And if you've ever been to Wet Willies, it does not take a lot for you to get hammered. We had a couple of those cups of Wet Willies. It's basically liquor and like uh, ice juice. I don't know what else you call it. And boom, uh, hammered pretty quickly. Went to go get my tattoo because we said, fuck it. And we actually got matching tattoos. So she has the same tattoo on her arm, the same spot, um, just a little bit lower than mine because I didn't have room, but we have it on the same spot, on the same side of the arm anyway. And um, yeah, we got matching tattoos and uh, it was dope because we didn't let anything ruin our trip. We actually got money back from Bally's uh, because they didn't have water all day and we still had a blast and we didn't let anything keep us down. And I think till this day, you know, we have that mentality of even in a bad situation, let's try to make the best of it. And that was one of the first times we actually got through that. So that, that was awesome. I think the tattoo is really nice too. Mine's is a little bit darker than hers, but it's only because like I was rushing my guy because I think the heat and the fact that I was drunk almost made me feel like I was going to pass out. I got a little nervous. So yeah. So I was like, come on, buddy, let's go before, before I, I drop dead here. But um, but yeah, so that, that, that really means a lot to me though, that we have matching tattoos. Um, so now I'm done with my arms. So now I have the two on my neck. And I kind of talk about them at the same time because I actually got them maybe like two months or three months within each other. They were they were probably the closest tattoos I've had and um, they really relate to each other. So the left side of my neck, I have the anarchy symbol in and, uh, black letters and then like a red circle around it. And then on the right side of my neck, I have no gods, no masters. And it, there's a couple of reasons why I got those tattoos. Um, and it's not because I want to see the world burn like the Joker and I'm an anarchist or anything like that. But I think we're in a time where traditionally how we do things when it comes to politics and education and health and, um, you know, medicine, uh, it, it's time to kind of start over. Uh, we got to wipe the slate clean and, and get rid of all this nonsense because the education system, the health system, um financial systems that we have the institutions that we have the banks and and wall street and all that stuff you know it's been hitting a fever pitch for a while but now it's to the point where that bubble is going to bust and it is not going to be pretty and so i think it's time that we really as humans beings in america take a look at where we're at and say we got we got we got to get rid of it we got to scratch it none of it is working our education our education system sucks our health system sucks people are dying across the u.s when they shouldn't be. You compare it to other countries, we're one of the worst. We're one of the worst in education. We're one of the worst in medicine. We're one of the worst in science. We don't build anything new in America anymore. And that's just a fact. I can sit here and Google all this for you. I am telling you right now, if you look into it, you will see it's a fact. We are one of the worst across the board in almost every aspect around the world. And it is time that we get rid of it all and start over and stop going back to the forefathers, and this is how it's always been, and it's so hard, it's all fucking nonsense. So, sorry, I don't want a little rant there, but it's the truth. And so that's what the anarchy symbol is for. It, uh, you know, if you look at the new generations and what's happening with the Me Too movement and all the things that are happening, the old way of doing things is over. It's time for a change, it's time for people to take employees, uh, not take employees for granted, to appreciate their employees, to, not judge people based off of creed, color, or sex. This is a new generation and it's a new year and it's a new decade and it's time for us to burn it down the way it was before and then build it back up and start something anew. And that's why I have the anarchy symbol. The no gods, no masters part goes into that. 
I got tattoos on my neck because I honestly want to be the first CEO of a multi-million dollar company that has visible tattoos. And I, while I know some of my tattoos will actually offend people, and there's a strong chance that I will never achieve that goal, I will work every single day for the rest of my life to do what I can to get as close as I can so that the next person that looks like me can have that opportunity. I think it's time that we move past how people look and how people dress and how people wear and let's look at who they are and what they do and what they can bring to the table. I know that I provide value at a high level and it shouldn't matter what I have on my body and what I look like because none of it is offensive. It's true, I have no gods and I have no masters and I control my destiny with the work that I put in and the effort that I put in. And that's what I make sure I let everybody know that I have full control. So that's why I got those tattoos. Now, with that being said, this brings you to the end of this episode. I appreciate you all. Please don't forget, if you want to help out the D2 company, you can go to patreon.com slash decipher together with the number two. We have different tiers. Take a look, see if you can contribute. If you can't, that's okay. Please continue to listen. Follow us on Instagram for any new updates moving forward. I appreciate you all. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you soon.